0: Hello, and welcome to Amplify Your Business to Amplify Your Life, where we dig deep to unearth the golden nuggets of business wisdom, fueling not just your entrepreneurial success, but a life full of passion and fulfillment. I'm your host, Odette Beard, international business strategist, speaker, advocate for excellence in every walk of life. Today, as usual, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming back a powerhouse in all things leadership and the mastermind behind Crisp Corp, Christo Victorious, Christo, welcome back. It's such an honor to have you with us.
1: Hi there, dude. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It's always a a great honor and privilege, and I know that there's going to be tremendous value that's going to come out of today.
0: Well, our dear listeners, I'd like for you to buckle up because we are going to uncover the secrets to flourishing in business and in your team. And today we're going to be talking about micromanagement. Have you ever felt that watchful eye of that person hanging over your shoulder, breathing so loud that you can hear the warmth of their breath? It's quite nasty, isn't it? So constant scrutiny is actually a cage for creativity. So we're going to dive right into micromanagement. And before we get started, I want to be clear about what we're talking about. Micromanagement in corporates is easy to miss, in small businesses. It's very, very easy to pick up. It refers to the management style where your manager or you perhaps closely observe, control or demand every detail and be involved in every detail of everything in the day-to-day tasks, whether it be processes or employees. Rather than delegating responsibilities and trusting your team to perform, you will tend to oversee every small detail, often changing things and being counterproductive. So, Christo, what do you think is um, the impact of of micromanagement in small businesses?
1: Well, I think, first of all, that it absolutely diminishes the the potential of that employee. You know, if the micromanagement, like you've explained it, you know, it's that excessive control, you know, that constant checkup, You you can't be creative, you can't live up to that potential that's within you. It's like there's a blockage. Within that individual's, you know, potential that they can achieve, um, that's I think that's one of the first, you know, type of signs that you'll see uh, within a, within an individual.
0: That's right. So it's also it's it's a clear lack of trust, and I, I said it in the in the definition. But we need to consider that when we are micromanaging someone, we are saying that we don't trust that they can do it. We don't trust that they have the abilities or the skills or that they'll deliver or that they even said that they'll do what they said they would do. And in the long term, micromanagement takes away from the employee, but also from the leadership of the business. If you're a leader in an organization and you are micromanaging, you are taking away from your opportunity to be strategic and to think ahead and to cast vision, which is what leaders should be doing. Yeah. um, I'd like for us to just create a bit of a contrast. Could you tell us what is the difference between micromanagement and leadership?
1: You know, a good definition for me, like micromanagement is the the absence of trust, but the presence of control. Uh, and if you, if you look at it from, from the flip side or you look at what leadership is, leadership is where you give trust, you know, and it's like you relinquish control. You allow other people you know, under you to to take the lead, to think for themselves, to to move forward with an idea. So I think it's it's definitely in the one aspect it's like holding on, and in the other aspect, leadership is about releasing and letting go, and seeing where, you know, where it can can end up.
0: Absolutely. So it's a little bit it's a little bit about creating either a noose that tightens, or creating a culture and a philosophy of diversion divergence and allowing people to flourish in whatever area they're in. Yeah. So, you know, I
1: mean, sorry, yeah. I'm just thinking of like microbiology, you know, it's, it's everything small. It's the studying of, of like small things and small objects. And if mm. you think about if you have a, a management style that is micromanaging, you're always mm. going to remain small where leadership is about expanding, it's about growing, it's about entrusting, oh, wow. it's about having a greater impact, you know, to extend your influence, to, to move further. If you think about great leaders, it's, it's those people that have taken the passion, the desire, the vision that they have, and they allowed other people to buy into that and make it their own.
0: Yes. It's about bringing people on the journey. Yep. So tell me, what do you think um leaders can do if they are not natural micromanagers because some of us are right (laughs) some of us are micromanagers and we'll talk in part two of this of this podcast about how we address those things and how you how you create the shift but if you if you're just a leader who wants to be an excellent leader and avoid stepping into the micromanagement space what are some of the things that we can do as leaders in our organizations to steer clear of micromanagement
1: clear communication you know on on the goals the expectation Uh, Mm. i think we started you know in in times gone past about clarity and about communication and i think that is important as clear communication you know on what is the Mm. expectation what is the goals if there is clarity on a task clarity on a function then i i don't have to check in with you every five or every ten or every every day because Mm. i know that at the end of the week there's going to be feedback At the end of the month, there's going to be a report. You know, so we're setting ourselves up to to prepare for for what is ahead. So I think clear communication on the expectation and the goals, um, you know, that you have. Delegation, you know, of of tasks and empowering employees to take ownership. Mm -hmm. I believe that is is a vital key for, for leaders as well, is that when you start to delegate, And, you know, maybe delegation, everybody has a definition. For me, delegation is not dumping responsibility, but it is giving responsibility with authority to Mm. take ownership and make decisions. And so, yes, if you started this, I mean, once again, let's let's speak about the baby that we have, the boy that we have. It's very difficult for me to just allow him to go to everybody. I want to keep him. I want to take Mm. care of him. But as he grows and as I you know get more comfortable and i start trusting people and you know he's at a place where he's not needed of us twenty four seven. i cannot delegate i can give i can give somebody else the responsibility Hmm. to take care of him to to look after him and it's the same within the business maybe in the beginning stages of a project or you're starting a new company you you want to take control of everything and as that grows and as that develops and you start trusting people and clarity start coming, you start giving and delegating some of those functions and responsibilities to other people that can do it better. Mm. And maybe, maybe a third thing, you know, that I think is important is that we need to then provide the necessary support for that individual that we are delegating to, that they can always feel that they can speak to you just to get some clarity, just to make sure where is the boundaries, you know, how mm. much do I have how much responsibility do I have how far can i can i go with this thing so that necessary you know um, resources and support that we give the people i think is critical to to diminish micromanagement
0: absolutely so you mentioned a couple of things that i just want to pull on a little bit i think the first thing you mentioned was feedback there is communication and then there yep. is feedback and we are notoriously bad at providing feedback because we feel like giving feedback to someone means that we are. It, it, feedback generally has a negative connotation, and people think it's a bad thing. Feedback is not a bad thing; it's the way right. in which we relay the feedback that could be made. So, um, so having a feedback process which also calls then for the next thing, which is structure. And you just mentioned it. Your team needs to know where do I go slow? So if we go back to my road analogy, where is the yellow line where I stop in case of emergency? Where is the dotted line where I can pass if it is safe to do so? And where are the white lines where I absolutely cannot pass because it's against the law? Those things are, are contained within your structures. And your empowerment also talks about the fact that we've got to train and develop our teams. Yeah. So if, if we talk about support, it's not just about Odette's there to answer my questions. It's about giving Odette the, the training and equipping her with the skills so that she can take the task and run without, with, with it without me having to check in with her every five minutes. And all of those things requires of the leader to build trust within the team, but also to invest in the team. It's that thing that you were saying about go slow so that you can go fast. You have to slow down and train someone if you then want to accelerate your business. You cannot accelerate your business if you're the only person doing it. And you cannot train someone quickly. There's no such thing as quick training. It's just not possible. Um, And then I also think we talk about bringing people on the journey and it's something that it If you've listened to any part of any podcast we've ever done, you will hear it comes back to the why. It comes back to the purpose, the purpose of the organization, the purpose of the delegation, the purpose of this function that this person is performing. Purpose, purpose, purpose. And I'm going to say it again, purpose, because if we don't know what the purpose is, we will um, handle it poorly. And then things go wrong and people think we're just being nasty or we're being lazy or whatever the case is. So I definitely think we have to stick to our purpose. Um, for those of you who joined the business with altitude summit, we did a full strategy day and it starts with why your organization exists. If you are clear again, clarity on that thing, you are able to link tasks, goals, actions, activities to the purpose. People are far more likely to drive with passion when they know why they're doing it and when they understand the purpose of the organization. Um, there is one one thing that that we have to also mention, and that is celebrating success and learning from failures. Yeah. Far too often, we as leaders see someone succeed in something and we kind of go, oh, you did your job well. I expected you to do your job well and I like to be in the habit of celebrating even the smallest things like the fact that we are on podcast season three episode I don't know probably 21 22 I'm unsure at this point that's a pretty cool thing to celebrate does that mean that we are billionaires and we're on Elon Musk's level not by any stretch of the imagination but we have been consistent And we've built relationship with these people that come on these podcasts and we are making an impact on somebody's life. Somebody out there is listening today going, hmm, maybe I need to trust my team more. Guys, that's amazing. We are planting seeds and we need to celebrate those things. Equally, when things don't go the way we thought they would, we kind of have to learn from it. But learning from it means that you've got to stop again, slow down to speed up and figure out what went wrong. So that you don't do that again and so that you future-proof your business. Um, yes, Christo.
1: Absolutely. I like what you say about purpose. You know, what is the reason for, for doing something? You know, because you said earlier that a lot of us maybe do micromanage and we, we do have that tendency. It's normal. And I think it's a good thing to, to ask yourself, you know, what is the reason um, for doing that? know I've seen it in in many organizations that if it's a culture from from the top then most people in the organization are gonna micromanage because we believe that's the right thing to do or that's the way we do things here or I'm doing my job well because I'm doing it exactly like my manager Mm. is doing and so it's important to understand what is the purpose of of that of the organization and then to link you know your behaviors to that purpose. Yes. Um, you know, I was speaking with my wife last night on um, on just the topics so I was running through some of the, the discussion points that uh, that I wanted to share and she was like, hmm, that's quite interesting. You know, you can see some, some things in your life, you can um, attest to some of the, the principles. But if I think of the type of work that she does, you know, micromanaging or being a little bit more intense and a little bit more excessive on employees is maybe necessary because there's, Mm. there's high risk that is going with that environment. So I do think that having a tendency towards some of the behaviours in certain industries are fine, where in other industries, you know, it's, it's absolutely, you know, I always want to say criminal, you know, to to micromanage certain people, because it's going to absolutely stifle your growth. So Mm. I don't want to go, and maybe, the, you know, people shouldn't think that we like, hey, that's bad. You know, if you're that type of a person, you know, you're terrible. There's no place for you in, in the workplace or in society. I think it, it needs to be contextual, understanding the purpose of it and look at those behaviors and just, you know, adapt or adjust some of those behaviors, you know. I was thinking this morning, even as I was just running through, you know, the, the podcast we're going to have, and I was thinking like, what was the first type of micromanagement that, that I experienced in my life? And then I was taken all the way back to primary school where the teacher would let's give you a task and she would stand behind you, look over your shoulder and see, are you now coloring in within the block? You know, are you, are you yes. writing the B, you know, correctly? But then I realized that was important. Yes. You know, but when my when when my high school matric, you know, <laughs> teacher was doing that with me, I was like, "Hey, come on, dude! Uh, surely you can trust me." <laughs> so I, I I do think that we need to look at some of the the tendencies or the characteristics of micromanagement yeah. and obviously leadership, and then see like what what are important within our business according to the purpose, mm. um, because you don't want people that don't care that mm. don't inst- that just I trust you and they never follow up, they never ask for feedback. That is also dangerous within an yeah. organization. So I do think that, you know, it's important that we marry the two and it 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 comes down to what you said purpose.
0: Absolutely. And I also think we need to we need to understand people's working styles. So exactly context, context, context. Some people work really well with very clear precise instructions and they want to know exactly what do you want me to do step by step? And then there are other people who prefer to be able to move around and you know bring their own flavor and be a little bit of creative around the instruction or the activity that needs to take place in the business. And there are also instances in which you have to micromanage every single detail. If I think about, now the question is where would that apply? Uh, Drug company that's producing medicines for a terminal illness. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you are not going to let the pharmacist be creative about how much morphine they add. You know, like that's not going to happen. You are going to be there and make sure that they measure it to the, the minutest measurement. But yep. then, you know, when you ask a creative to create a, a book design, you'll be like, well, this is kind of who I am. This is what I'm doing. So I'd like you to create something that represents this and they will go and they'll do their thing. If you went and told that creative, it needs to look like this and you must add this and you must add, that creative won't be creative. They'll just draw a picture that you told them to draw and you're missing the opportunity to get an enriched product, whereas um, you definitely want the pharmacist to follow the recipe to the (laughs) T. You want your
1: accountant to to know everything that's going on in your in your finances. You want
0: oh, the, you lawyer. Know,
1: the lawyer or the attorney that's working on on some of your legal aspects to to yeah. go through those contracts. So absolutely, you know it. Um, with the business of altitude summit that we had, we spoke in the one session about the process of building a team and the first aspect is you you need to you, you got to get to know your players, get to know the people that you work. Mm. And if you know the people you're working with, it would be easy to realize and identify where, where the leniency can be and where yes. it shouldn't be. Because there are some people, I don't know if you've realized this, I'm sure you have, that they won't take action until you've given them a clear and a precise you know, roadmap in what to do. But then again, there's people that will not take action if you have given them. A precise and a clear because there's no <laughs> room for creativity.
0: Exactly. But if you don't
1: know the people that you are working with, if you don't know the industry standards, then it is possible that you could, you know, be on on either side of the coin. So I just maybe want to want to just you know reiterate that you know micromanagement, like for me, is really it's that excessive control, yeah. the excessive, you know, constant, you know, direction. It's the excessive telling people how and where and what you do. You know, that word excessive, I think, is important because uh, it's possible that people are like, okay, you know, we shouldn't micromanage. So let me just leave my team and let them just yes. do whatever and we'll come at the end of the year and we'll see what they have done. Um, it's it's not that either. I think there, there's right. a bit of a balance that, that is important to to realize, That's you know. Because I was even thinking like micro, micromanagement is bad. Um, you know, that was like my initial thought um, up until, you know, you asked us to speak about this and I was like, Thinking about it, there is aspects that is important. Mm. And then again, you know, I'm a very more like, like free, trusting, you know, I want to develop people. I want to give them opportunities to grow. So I'm, I'm a little bit maybe excessive in that area where you are trusting people to do certain things maybe too quickly. No, you can mm. never trust quickly, but it's if, if you've given them the right parameters and the right behaviors are in place. But I have a tendency to maybe take a little longer to follow up, you know, because mm. you, you want to give people freedom and you don't want to be this guy that's asking people feedback every single day, every single week. So I think all of us have the, the opportunity to learn and grow in, in some of these areas, you know.
0: Mm, absolutely. And what what would you say is your biggest takeaway from today? Ah, uh,
1: good point. Are we done already? It, uh, it went so quick. <laughs> it went so quick. Now I think it's it, it it probably comes down to you know clarity. If you if you give people clarity, you know that already creates direction. It creates vision. You know there is there is already parameters because if I look out of my window, you know um, of of my bedroom, you know there's a certain you know view that I have that I can see. You know this clarity in that. I don't see what's going on behind me. I don't see what's on the left side. So there's already that. Um, that pathway, there's already the, the guardrails that you speak about. So it's easy for people to know where is the boundaries that I that I need to work within. So I think clarity for me is is very important when it comes to, to leading people, you know.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's the perfect segue, guys. And I, I can't miss this opportunity to tell you about the book that I have written and that will be published uh, later on this year. It's called From Heart to the Bottom Line how to master alignment in your business for success. And the reason I mention that is because clarity, accountability, and consistency are the foundational principles of every successful business, every successful life. And unfortunately, clarity will always come up, whether it be communication, customer experience. Guys, keep an eye out for the book. You will love, 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 love it because we talk about it all the time. It's just putting it into practice and making it really practical. So, yep. for those of yeah. you who.
1: <laughs> that was my yeah. favorite. So I, had the, I had the privilege to have a, a sneak peek. Well, it wasn't a sneak peek. I, I read the whole book. guarantee <laughs> 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 You're going to love it. You're going to get that book in it when it launches. Absolutely. Congratulations and well done. Odette. Thank you. Uh, it's going to help people all over the world.
0: Thank you. So, on that, bombshell. If you're a leader and you've had an opportunity to take a listen today, we really appreciate your time. And now is an opportunity for you to go back and reflect on the things that you do. Maybe you're a micromanager by nature. Maybe you're just a leader who might have gone just a little bit too much to the micromanagement side. We invite you to take some time to just reflect on how you can empower your team, how you can trust them, and how you can create a productive leadership style. These practices aren't only about steering clear of negative behaviors, but it's about actively embracing positive behaviors, being inclusive in your team, and creating an inspiring leadership approach. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Keep an eye out for part two of this, where we'll be unpacking the different kinds of micromanagement and how to practically address those things, whether you're an employee or you're a micromanager yourself, how to take the shift from micromanagement to visionary leadership. Thank you so much, Christo, for joining us. See you all next time. Bye-bye.